What is up? But um, but um, this is a joke. We're the Joe. We are. (laughs) You're a joke. Personally, I'm doing pretty good though. (laughs) Me talking. That's the joke. That's the joke. That's the punchline. You're welcome. (laughs) I feel, <laughs> I feel like our hello has had the same timbre for years. I bet you years can go to end. any episode and not know what episode it is simply by the hello. Yeah. Like, like I don't think I could tell the difference at all. No, definitely not. I'd be like, ah, it's just one of them. <laughs> also, this is so weird. But, no. okay, so I don't listen to our podcast that much. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not because I think it's bad. That's not it. I just hate <laughs> the sound of my own voice sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I listened to the one episode. I think I listened to Werewolves a little bit. Ooh. And I was like, we're really funny. <laughs> Look at us being comedians. I was literally like, wait. I had to listen to last week's episode a little bit because I was trying to find the share bit. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, we're, we're doing pretty good. Like, I was interested in what we were talking about. You were like, you're like, wow, this Said, is great. wow, just for the share bit. We love. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think... Uh, I think we throw so many jokes a minute. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like the amount of jokes we tell per minute is yeah. so high that, like, yes. you have to laugh at something. Yeah, especially when we're in really crazy moods. It's like, whoa, what yeah. are they doing? No, literally. I'm in a pretty relaxed mood today. I'm pretty... Yes, I'm pretty chill. We got a new setup in our little studio. You can't see it. We but do. we're in cozy, comfy chairs this time. So usually we're at a long desk with those yeah. hard chairs. But it's definitely weird because like I can I can see you now like, yeah. a little bit more in a way. I'm yeah. also relaxed in this chair. Yes, I'm. Re- I have my heated blanket. I have a little comfy pillow. I'm really living my best life. Yeah, I mean, we got to start. Like, we'll post a picture of this up on our Instagram at the Mystery Files underscore. Yes, check us out. So take a look at that whenever you get a chance. This is such a cute little setup. It's kind of nice. We're just like we keep like constantly revolving. We do revolving, evolving, changing, evolving, like a changing like a Pokemon, like a Pokemon. Also, um, happy birthday is in order. <laughs> Your birthday was this past weekend. You partied hard. I hope it was. I'm old now. I saw you saw some penguins. I did see some. Yes, penguins. I was so excited for you. It's hard to keep it a secret from you, but I got to feed them. Well, Were you scared? I was, I'm was more was afraid I for scared? you. When I saw the videos, I was like, no, I'd be a little afraid. It. I loved it so You weren't much. even a little afraid they'd, like, bite your hand off? Not even a small amount. Well, what I was actually afraid of was that I got to feed them, right? Yeah. And it was during, like, this time where everyone at the aviary came out to watch you feed the penguins. So oh. I more so had performance anxiety Yeah. with feeding the penguins <laughs> than actually, like, fear of, like, the penguins. So you're like, I have to look cute with these penguins, too? Yeah. Come on. There was this little one. His name was Disco. Oh, my God. Um, if you're ever at the Pittsburgh Aviary, go visit Disco. He's the cutest one. Oh, I love him. Disco. He came up to me, and he started pressing his beak, like, against <gasps> my pants, like he wanted me to pet him. But I wasn't allowed to pet him. Why? They're so cute. It's like it's like a sanitation thing, which I get. But I was just like, okay. he wants pet. He wants a hug. Let me love him. Let me love. It's like Mr. Popper's penguins, except it was you. It was Logan. Mr. Loganiel's. Loganiel's uh, penguin party. Penguin, penguin party. Club penguin? Club penguin? You should have taken club penguin photos there. I should have. I, this is random, <laughs> but I really want to do a Mystery Files case sometime that's like a nostalgic thing. Yeah. I don't know what I would do yet. It has to be something I know a lot of info about. So whether that be like a mystery mind club penguin or like yeah webkins i think that'd be like kind of cool like maybe a there is some throwback. sort of like mystery thing going on the club penguin i bet 
the creators suddenly died or like something crazy. <laughs> I think they're very much still alive and well. Well, then I don't manifest that. Keep on living, buddies. <laughs> Keep but, on like, having a great life. I don't know. Someone got possessed while playing Club Penguin. There has to be some sort of story out there, you know? <laughs> no, exactly. I'm here for it. But... Um, so last week we talked about... Uh, you got it. We talked about Night Share. Okay. Oh, Ghost Pirates. <laughs> I like how share is the way to remember what we talked Ghost about. Ghost pirates. Also, I made a TikTok for our um, page today. I didn't post it yet. Of what the share bit? None of the share bit. Just a uh, extension of the ghost pirates. Oh. There was one more mystery. I was like, I'm just gonna make it today while I'm thinking about it. Post so, her up tomorrow. That'll tonight. be up. Yeah, I wanted to wait till we posted the new episode. The oh. Ghost pirates. So tomorrow. So maybe I'll post it. We'll so if, see. if Logan decides to post that episode, <laughs> then you'll see that TikTok real soon. <laughs> But yeah, but that was yeah. our last week episode. It was so much fun. We had some good, a good bits. One. But I'm excited for this week. Yeah, I think I'm throwing everyone a little bit for a loop. I think this is another mm. case where it's very much like, how have we not talked about it before? Okay. But it's it's a little bit, I wouldn't say out there, but it's different <laughs> from what we've talked about before. But it's going to be intriguing. Our brains might be ruptured by the end, which might be a bad thing oh. to for since I'm a little sleepy. Is it but... supernatural? What is she? What is she about? What's her vibe? If you if uh, if the mind was a ghost, then, then yeah. What? Mind control? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe? Close. Okay, kind of. okay. I'll, I'll let you... You gotta control your mind to do it. Inside of mind? Part two. <laughs> also, this is so random. Do you know how the one episode you were talking about the War of the Worlds thing? Yeah. I was reorganizing these books over here, and we have the War of the Wor- Worlds book. Do you actually? Yeah. I didn't even Let know me... that. Wow. I how many? Out for you. How many cases have we done that are just on this bookshelf? I don't know. I'm not to show you though, but we <laughs> definitely have a lot of different ones. But I was like, oh my god, I know I had that book, but I put it out somewhere over here so we could I could show it to you during the show. But I already wow. lost it, so I'll show so it to wild. you after the show. Okay. But yeah, anywho, yeah. But I'm excited for this week's case to be yes. probably confused and excited and scared. Oh boy, <laughs> I literally have to actually also like cut some down too. Like I okay. have to. It'll be good though. It'll, It'll be, be fantastic. I'm excited. <laughs> All right, are you, do you want to give me a little drum roll to get into this? Yes, I want to have a hard surface. I'll use my shoulder. Is that hard enough? Are you ready? Yeah, okay. That sounds like it hurts. This week on the Summer Tapes, we will be covering the cases of Paradoxes. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. I love that. Also, I think I bruised my shoulder, but yay for Paradoxes. <laughs> We're talking about basically a paradox. Okay. Ooh, yeah. I'm I mean, intrigued. I'm just going to call the episode Paradox, but paradoxes sounded right in this moment because we're going to talk a lot about Ooh, that. I already love this idea. So what do you mean? It's like supernatural the mind. Yeah, it's like trippy. I, while I was working today, watched like eight videos on paradoxes mm-hmm. and my, I think I got like a little bit of brain damage. Really? Just trying to like process it? around it. It's also, rough. <laughs> also, I literally gave you all the answers you needed when I was hinting at it, and I didn't realize that I did it, so I had to throw you off the trail when I said the snake eating itself. Because that's a paradox. I know, but I it definitely was a whole paradox to me. I didn't know what you were talking about. I was like, what kind of hint is that? Is a snake eater? I did not gain that from that, but I'm glad that you have it. But yeah, so what we'll do is we'll go into basically what a paradox is, the history of it a little bit, and then we're going to talk about some paradoxes Ooh, okay. and what they can mean. Mm, 
I'm intrigued. All right. So a paradox is logically self-contradictory statement or a statement that runs contrary to one's expectation. It is a statement that, despite apparently valid reasoning from true premises, leads to a seemingly self-contradictory or logically unacceptable conclusion. Mm. So it just defies all forms of logic. Anything okay. that you know is kind of out the window, mm-hmm. but then also at the same time, all of the logic is there. Okay. <laughs> Which It's just that's... it's a very trippy concept. Yeah. I remember like learning about this my freshman year of college because I was trying to name one of my really? short films. My I think I, I called it like Paradoxical Insomnia or Insomnia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I it was about that. that because it was like a dream within a dream mm-hmm. and like was paradoxical so like yeah it's this whole i trippy remember state. that that's crazy but yeah that's all i can think of in paradoxical things. yeah a paradox <laughs> usually involves a contradictory yet interrelated elements that exist simultaneously and persist over time Ooh. they result in persistent contradiction that's just like me between <laughs> um, in- interdependent elements leading to a lasting unity of opposites Whoa. <laughs> I can see why your brain was like, what? Because it makes sense, and then it also... The idea of a paradox is a paradox in itself, which is like, what? No, <laughs> yeah, it's cra- exactly. It's so crazy to wrap your head around. Yeah, there's... <laughs> so, <laughs> do you... You're, you're a big uh, Michael Jackson fan. You said right. it so casually, yeah. You're like, of course I am. Yeah. You know, like, LaToya yeah, Jackson, right? sister. So... I, this is such a random thing to bring up, but, like, from what I've heard of, like, LaToya Jackson, she kind of mm-hmm. is, like, a paradox of herself in a way. Okay. Because she'll say stuff like this. She'll be like, she'll be like, yeah, I hate I hate getting wet, but uh-huh. I love swimming. <laughs> and you're like, but that doesn't happen but, without uh, that happening, madam. That's a madam. contradiction, be. <laughs> She's a walking contradiction. Yeah, just like me. I do the same thing. <laughs> Like, I'll be like, man, I really hate this, but I love this, but it's the same thing. I'll be like, God, I really love this podcast. And then next minute I'm like, I, I just don't want to be here. I just actually hate the whole process. I hate you. I hate the microphones. I (laughs) I start like smacking things. You you break my whole new setup. (laughs) I said, I know it's a cute cozy nook, but I hate it. But we'll have to listen to some like Latoya Jackson, like quotes or like something, just like things. Cause it's just like, I didn't know that about her. I know she's a little like goofy like mm-hmm. she's just a little out there yeah <laughs> so i'm intrigued to hear all of her different paradoxes though <laughs> a delight but that's kind of like basically the gist of it so okay um in logic many paradoxes exist that are known to be invalid arguments yet are nevertheless valuable in promoting critical thinking. Mm. While other paradoxes have revealed errors in definitions that were assumed to be rigorous and have caused um axioms of mathematics and logic to be re-examined so paradoxes are also like big in mathematics like because math is a set of rules Mm -hmm. and with all rules there's gonna be some type of snake eating yeah all of math was a paradox to me yeah every bit (laughs) exactly all of math is a paradox what 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 the hell is two plus two what is that what what why in the universe what does that mean (laughs) in the i i just can't doesn't make any sense. Did you ever see those posts in elementary school that was like, this is how I do math, and it was like, two plus two is goldfish. I was just gonna say that. It's snowman. I'm like, that's my level of math expertise. (laughs) Seven plus seven is triangle. It's Christmas tree. (laughs) 
It's Christmas tree. It's Christmas tree. Oh, it's a Christmas tree if it's just like one. That's, it just needs a little stump. It's just a dense, dense Christmas tree. Or it snowed so much it has no stump anymore. That's my math. You're welcome. I can't imagine. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Um, So one example of this mathematical um, paradox is is Russell's paradox, which Mm. questions whether a list of all lists that do not contain themselves would include itself. And showed that attempts to found set theory on the identification of sets with properties or uh, predicates were flawed. So basically, like, if you were make, if, if someone had a list, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it was, like, the list of lists. Yeah. Would the list of lists be on the list of lists? Because <laughs> it's also a list, but it's a list... With yeah, like it would just keep going further and further and further. So how do you add the list of the list? <laughs> this is, this reminds me of this whole like idea I have of why time travel won't work. Mm-hmm. Because when I think about it, like it, only in the aspect of like you going to see your younger self or older self, mm-hmm. because wouldn't there always have to be another one of you in time to, it would just be endless loop of that happening. You know what yeah. I mean? Like say older Logan came to visit you right now. Exactly. Then that means when you when you grow older to older Logan, mm-hmm. you will then have to see another version of yourself. So it like yeah. just keeps going, and that's a whole paradox too. And it's just like a giant wormhole. Yeah, of, like, it doesn't problems. end, and that stresses me out. Yeah, and that always like tripped me up when I was a kid, like watching cartoons. I was like, but mm-hmm. how does like that happen or like this? Like it happens forever. Then mm-hmm. forever, it doesn't stop. <laughs> I think you and I are gonna get. I think very film person here with this yeah since we both like did some film studies you mm-hmm. majored in it i just did a minor but yeah. um i feel like when you're doing a time travel story mm-hmm. you have to set your own rules for it like do, oh, don't yeah. expect like it to be one of those things where like the it's to the audience's disbelief like you've got to set a certain amount of rules yeah for it, and just go there's for so it so many ways time travel can go mm-hmm. like because there's because time travel itself is like a paradox of itself yeah which like, is crazy. You just have to really know what you're trying to do and just go all for it. But Yeah, no, exactly. Did you see that new was it a Ryan Reynolds movie with uh what heck's his name? With my man, Mark Ruffalo? I did not. It's a very good movie. It's is it in paradoxical? relation. It's paradoxical, kinda. Slay. You just have to watch it. Just just give it a watch. There's some time travel involved and it's delightful. Okay, yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Also, like, the, one of the things that actually, like, inspired me to do this episode was mm-hmm. Umbrella Academy. Okay. Because, like, Umbrella Academy does a lot of time travel and, like, um, not to give any spoilers away, but season three has ideas of paradoxes in it or, like, mm-hmm. the study of paradoxes, so, which mm. is kind of cool. I need to jump back on the bandwagon of that show. I kind of fell off after season two. Oh, yes. I need um, more. So yeah, so um, the most common usage of the word of paradox is what we've been doing this entire time, which is using it as statements that are ironic or unexpected, such mm-hmm. as the paradox that standing is more tiring than walking. <laughs> Repeat. The paradox that standing is more tiring than walking. <laughs> okay, because so when you're like just walking ironing. when you're standing, you <laughs> That's but kind of yeah. like... If you think about it, Alanis Morissette is basically a walking paradox. Like that, isn't that ironic? <laughs> Don't you think? <laughs> she is. She is. Oh, she is the walking paradox. Ironic. Ironic. I love that, like, 
Did, have you seen that? Like, there's this tweet out there about. <laughs> I, sorry, I love ironic by Alanis Morissette. Mm-hmm. Did you, there's a tweet out there <laughs> that's like. What does it say? Oh, it's basically like in the song "Ironic" by Al- Alanis Morissette. She lists a bunch of things mm-hmm. that she says are ironic, but aren't ironic. But okay, is it irony in itself that the song is called "Ironic" and the things she's talking about aren't ironic? But so because the song, so it is ironic. Yeah, it, like, she creates the irony by then. I, yeah, it's so confusing. Like the stuff is not in itself ironic. But the fact that she made it ironic is now yeah. ironic. No, exactly. Wait, Alanis <laughs> Morissette's basically a walking paradox. We love her for that. Wait, that's like that's like a tweet. Is she Hold on Twitter? On. Yeah, I was gonna say. Alanis Morissette is a walking paradox. Follow me on Twitter, everybody. But also maybe don't. Mm. Don't look for it. But like, if, if you, you find, find it, it, good luck. Have fun. <laughs> have fun. You'll have a lot of fun. But yeah, no. So. Yeah. We're now going to get into, like, an introduction of paradoxes, because there's a few different ones that there are in the world. Mm -hmm. So, the most common themes in paradoxes include Mm -hmm. self-reference, infinite regress, circular definitions, and confusion or equivocation between different levels of abstraction. Okay. So, like, abstract thoughts can be under different levels. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So a self-reference is an example is the statement, this is, I I saw this one earlier, Mm -hmm. an example of a self-reference paradox is this statement is false, which is a form of the liar paradox, because the statement is referring to itself. Mm -hmm. um, But also isn't a statement like a truth? Yeah, a statement is a truth. So saying a saying, truth is false, it's like, Because well, the word statement is something to be true. Yeah. But saying this statement is it's a lie. False. It's like, well, it's why is it a statement then? Exactly. Like, it's, it's tripping itself so up. So is it a lie? Is it a... Tell like, us the, the truth. Sta- is the statement actually true since they said it was a lie, but is it actually not true since they said it was a lie? Yeah. So it's like, are they lying about the lie or are they lying about the truth? <laughs> I'm going to say lying about the truth. Lying about the truth. Those truthful liars. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. And that's the most fun about this. Like, you kind of have to, like, pick It's like a game. It kind of is, It's a cute is, little yeah. game. I like it. That's like a... Um, the how do you know when you go far when you go something. It's like that TikTok sound. It's like, how do you know when you go far... What is it? I must know her. I don't know. I, don't, I have to look. No, I can't find it right now. I wish now. there was an easier way to search things on TikTok. There really isn't. That, like, upsets me. Like, if I want to find a video, I can't just be like, oh, I'm looking for the video with the dog that jumped over a mountain. Like, I can't do that, and I want to. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, so another idea of self-reference is the question of whether or not a barber shaves himself in the barber vortex which the barber (laughs) barber vortex you're joking can you imagine you just you're trying to go to a barber shop for a haircut and you're just caught in like a constant loop chaos (laughs) you can never stop (laughs) well now i'm like you know if it is it a barber vortex where only barbers exist are there only barbers in this vortex yeah that's the question and also like how would you all have enough hair to keep cutting all the time you know what i mean Unless you started with a lot of hair. This is Mm. tripping me out. (laughs) What? Yeah, it's kind of like this idea of, like, um, I think the barber paradox also falls into this idea of, like, what does a doctor do when he gets sick? 
like does goes a to another doctor or like can take care of himself or yeah, themselves. Can the doctor take care of himself because he's a doctor? Because his job is to take care of others. So who's who's it's, taking care of them? Yeah, it's yeah. just basically like the idea of like I think with the paradox, like this, it's like if you were the only people left on the planet. Yeah, like if you and I were the only podcasters. Mm-hmm. We or, become a podcast. Honestly, honestly, wait. Like, what if it was like, <laughs> let's make a Mystery Files podcast. Podcast. <laughs> well, paradox. Let's make a Mystery we Files. We do podcast. have a podcast. Um, but let's make a paradox. Let's totally do that part. <laughs> I'm so tired today. I let's make a Mystery Files episode. podcast. We'll quote that <laughs> as the Mystery Files quote. But no, like, um, like what if it was like, you know, if you were the last person on Earth? Yeah. And you made a podcast, mm-hmm. who would listen to it? I guess just you. You're just talking to yourself at that point. I kind of do that already. You market I'm like my it. own walking podcast. I guess if you're talking to yourself. But <laughs> to actively talk for like a long span of time to yourself would be a little different than like. <laughs> or you're like, I'm going to present this mystery to myself. <laughs> Can you imagine? I like hold up a mirror and I'm like, look at our lovely audience. They're gorgeous today. They're gorgeous. But it's also, I'm now I'm just thinking of random stuff, like, in relation to that. Mm-hmm. Do you think, like, how many actors do you think sit down and watch their entire movie? Or, like... Not a lot of them. That's so weird. Or, like, Not an entire TV series they were in. I wouldn't. It's hard, because I'm like, if you're in a really good show, like, like Stranger Things, mm-hmm. those kids have to be watching their show, Oh, right? they, they probably definitely watch their because show. Because they're, well, maybe, like, an older person. I guess if, like, we're talking about, like... Morgan Freeman in a movie or something. He probably hasn't seen all of his movies. He's like, I haven't watched this in Seven Almighty. Is that the one he was in? He was in one of those Almighty movies. Yeah. As God. Well, they also have to go to screenings, though, so they probably have to see, like, some of them, depending on, like, But, like, the all of them? They go to all the screenings? Probably not. I doubt uh, RuPaul watches yeah. every episode that she hosts. I doubt that She's, RuPaul... like, been there, done that. Because she's already, like put it in production for, like, the next season as one's coming out. She's like, I ain't got time for that. It's either go to bed, yeah, uh, get drunk, or... But, like, wouldn't she want to review the episodes? Wouldn't they, like, paint her in a light that she's like, oh, on my show? I don't think she you know? cares. She said, whatever you gotta do, <laughs> keep kinda, it running. That's kind of what I do with, like, this podcast. I kind of just, like, we talk, yeah. and I'm just like, it's out in the world. Yeah. I don't know what this it's is. It's like throwing paint at a piece of wall. Yeah. Like, a piece of wall. Like, throwing it paint at a wall. Being like, okay. I think there was this one time, I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, but we got, like, spotted, like, the one time. Yeah. For, like, being in the podcast, and they said they were, like, so funny, and they, that we were so funny, and yeah. they referenced a specific episode and joke we made or something, and then after Aww. they left, I turned to you, and I was like, I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't remember making that joke. I wish I could remember what they were talking about, like, what episode, because I'm like, how funny was it? Like, yeah, no, exactly. I'm like, Aww. what was the joke? I would have find it. Tell me, what do you find funny? I think my humor is honestly pretty broken. <laughs> no, honestly? It's pretty not great. I will laugh at the stupidest things. Yeah. That's how I feel <laughs> like going on TikTok. TikTok's kind of like a paradox because it's a constant loop. Yeah. TikTok yeah. never ends. TikTok is a you would ne- You will never scroll to the bottom of TikTok. It's impossible. That makes me stressed out. That, like, put a, like, sinking feeling in my stomach like like a like a terrifying feeling of like i will never be able to complete this yeah like existential mm-hmm. i want to throw up now thank you logan thank <laughs> you why'd you put that in my brain you're welcome on to the next one. Oh, why'd you <laughs> so, do that <laughs> so the next uh paradox is contradiction 
So mm-hmm. we talked about this one a little bit, but the idea of uh, this statement is false. Um, the statement cannot be false and true at the same time. And another example of contradiction is if a man is talking to a genie, wishes that wishes couldn't come true, this contradicts itself because if the genie grants their wish, they never granted their wish. And if the genie refuses to grant their wish, mm-hmm. then he did indeed grant their wish, therefore making it impossible for either to grant or not to grant their wish without leading to a contradiction. That's a hot mess. So, Like, yeah. what would you, what would he do? Mm-hmm. I wish that you would not grant my wish. Yeah, like, I wish, like, you wouldn't grant my wish. So it's like, no matter Aww. what, you're, like, stuck in a pickle. Poor Robin Williams. I, I feel like if I was a genie, I would literally just, like, if that happened to me, I'd just, my head would explode. I would simply done. find another That'd lamp. I would mm. simply find a new lamp, and they could figure it out. <laughs> isn't there, no. like, isn't there, like, kind of a paradoxical problem with, like, in Aladdin? Like, when the when he wishes the genie free? I feel like I heard something about that. Well. Like, there was, like, technicalities with that that were kind of, like, glossed over. Was it something about, I'm trying to think, that he was going to let him free for a second. Something about he wished that the genie could make a wish or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember. the genie couldn't make a wish because genies can't make wish. Like, genies can't wish Yeah, themselves. was that it? I feel like it was something in relation to that because he was trying to set the genie yeah. free. Mm-hmm. And that was a whole thing. Oh, no. He, like, said in the beginning, I think, it was like, why can't you wish yourself free? And it was like, mm-hmm. genies can't, like, wish for themselves. Yeah. Because if genies wish for themselves, it'd be like, what's, what's the point? Yeah. Then again, they kind of... Have you seen the Aladdin TV series? I've only seen bits and pieces of that. Really? Yeah, I have not seen that full way through. Any Disney cartoon television show from the early 2000s Mm -hmm. is wild because it just, like, destroys the canon of the movies completely. Like, in the Aladdin movie, the genie's, like, free, but he just chooses to stick around and, like, grants Aladdin wishes still and is, like, Mm -hmm. all-powerful. yeah. And it's like, what's the point of wishing him free if he's just hanging out? Yeah. If he's just doing his thing. What was the point of all yeah. that? They do that with Hercules, too. Hercules takes place... The Hercules TV show mm-hmm. takes place uh, in the two-year gap between, like, when he's training with... Uh, the, the Danny DeVito guy? With, yeah, I almost said Steve Buscemi. It's not correct. <laughs> the Danny DeVito guy. Whatever his little name is Mr. Mr. Danny DeVito. And when <laughs> Hades, like, comes and, like, fights them. Like, okay. that little gap when he's training. The peaceful era. Yeah. But in, in that era, they literally have, like, um... What's it? He, like, goes to high school mm-hmm. and stuff. It's, like, so weird. I'm gonna have to watch... I don't know if I've watched much of the that one. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna have to watch it. I mostly watched the Little Mermaid one. That I one, love that one. It was so cute. Yeah, that one takes place before, like, everything, Yeah, she's right? still a mermaid. Like, which, that makes more sense. Like, a prequel TV yeah. show. But how they had to, like, finesse the other ones are wild. Yeah, they're setting themselves up for a small amount of content. Yeah. All right, so we're going to move on to thought experiments. Oh, just like 1984. Yes. They had, like, the thought police and the thought experiments. Thought police. Like, like T-H-O-T? Absolutely not. Police. Like, your your thoughts. Your, but, like, not oh, those kind of thoughts. Like they're thinking. coming for me. The thought police. Right, they better stop. <laughs> they better reconsider their choices. Yeah. <laughs> um. So if anyone doesn't know, a thought experiment is a hypothetical situation in which a hypothesis, theory, or principle is laid out for the purpose of thinking things through its consequences. Ooh. So that's kind of like, you know, when a... 
you're in middle school and you had to do a hypothesis experiment, like, mm-hmm. I think this is gonna happen, and then it, like, doesn't, and you're like, well. Oh, I'm I glad tried. that I just thought that through and did nothing instead. Did you have to do science fairs or anything, or were they just made up? I think they're made up. I wanted to do one so bad when I was little. That was, like, my dream. That's what I'm saying. We never did a science fair or, like, anything like that. They like, snatched that from my paws. I just wanted to, I wanted to make something cute. That's what I'm saying. I literally, like, I, I've never made, like, a baking soda volcano in my yeah, life. Yeah, that's my actual dream. Yeah. I was also obsessed with rocks when I was little, so, like, mm-hmm. I could have did something with rocks. I don't know what they do, but I love them. This is going to, like, tie into what we're about to talk about, but the only thing that, like, science experimenty that I've done is, did you ever have one of those, like, butterfly cages? <gasps> and you put, like, like mm-hmm. you catch a caterpillar. That's really and it, cute. it, like, changes into a butterfly and then you let it go. I thought you were talking about that butterfly game. Did you ever play that? It was, no. like, this huge long net. And, oh, oh, it was, a, um, a, what was it called? Thanks with the trunks. An elephant. Elephant. Oh, oh, yes, elephant? yes, yes. Oh, oh, my God. We were obsessed with elephant when we were little. I used to see that always on the time, I think, in, like, Cartoon Network commercials. Like, yeah. they always had that running. So fun. The butterflies so would blow up that? out of its trunk. What a weird idea. But, like, it was great. Right? Love. Oh, my gosh. But um, the reason I bring up butterflies is because we're going to be talking about the butterfly effect. But first. <gasps> elephant butterfly effect. Elef- elephant butterfly effect. Oh, my effect. gosh. They were changing the world. <laughs> Quite literally. There, there would be a butterfly effect if. Um, the In my elephant, life. <laughs> if it didn't yeah. exist. If it didn't exist, it wouldn't be me. Whoa. That's facts. I'm scared Whoa. of butterflies now. Does that affect <laughs> me? Probably. Um, But what we're going to talk about is actually a paradox that you have definitely heard of. Um, okay. You mentioned it earlier in the episode. Um, so this is the grandfather paradox. Grandfather paradox. Grandfather paradox. Yeehaw, grandpa. <laughs> oh, sonny, I'm living on a paradox. I'm living on a prairie dox. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Gally. Oh, my God. Living on a prayer. Living on, on a, a prayer. Paradox. Pterodactyl idol. Pterodactyl Check that out. It's on my YouTube. Para, parasocial wow. paradox. Is there an accident in front of my house? You hear that? That's that's a butterfly. You effect. good? That's causing me to have a paradoxical <laughs> moment. Whether or not I'm going to act. Oh my god, chill. Do you hear that? Yeah, it sounds like someone's car just got broken into. Did someone wreck? I didn't, hear, I didn't hear a we slam. Didn't drive. I don't drive. <laughs> what is happening? Do you think, like... They're done. Cool. Good. How different would our lives be if you and I could drive? I think it would not be good. Genuinely, I feel like the amount of chaos... If you and I could you act on impulse... First off, I think I'd be really broke. Mm-hmm. Because I'm very impulsive in the things I want to buy. Mm. And I can only go and do those things. If I, one, want to get, like, a an Uber... Have Benjamin drive me. Have someone else drive me. Yeah. It's good that I can't. I can't go thrifting every day. Yeah. It's a blessing like you, in you disguise. Would, like, be out every day. I'd have like, no money. the whole time. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I would not know what to do. I'd be like, all right. I'd be simply I'm unwell. too much. They're still beeping. They're having a contest out there. I don't even think the people in the audio could hear it. No, I don't think they can. Guys, either. but they're going beep, 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 beep. And one person had their hand on the horn for a long time. It's like they're making a little orchestra. Well, but. if that grandfather out there is done, I want to talk about this grandfather. If I was a grandfather, I start clocking right now. I start clocking. Beep, clo- beep. Like Vecna? Yeah. Aww. Clocking like punching people, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the grandfather paradox is the consistency paradox or grandfather paradox occurs when the past is changed in any way. 
okay. thus creating a contradiction. Mm. A common example given is traveling to the past and intervening with the conception of one's ancestor, such mm. as causing the death of a parent beforehand, thus affecting the conception of oneself. If the mm. time traveler were not born, then it would not be possible for them to undertake such an act in the first place. Therefore, the ancestor lives to offspring the time traveler's next generation ancestor and eventually the time traveler. There is thus no predicted outcome to this. Um, mm. Consistency paradoxes occur whenever changing the past is possible. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so basically, you go back in time. If, if you hate your grandfather, and you're like, I'm going to go back and kill my grandfather. You clock him with a clock. You clock, clock him, him with a clock. Clock him with a Glock. You clock him with a Glock. Clock him with clock, clock that him grandpa with a Glock. Who's you, with you, me? You clock that grandfather clock with a Glock. With a sock. With a sock. While you mock While you him. mock him. And mock you him. bop him. Rock him, sock him robots. Rock him, sock him. But it's your grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> no, basically, yeah. So, like, if you did that, you would just never exist. Because your grandfather would have never met your grandmother. And, like, that'd be it. That'd be a That rap. stresses me out. Yeah, which also means that, like, in another, like, kind of idea, the grandmother would probably meet someone else and have a new lineage of kids. So, so like, like, I wouldn't be born. Yeah. Unless grandpa gave birth before, or grandma yeah. gave birth. Well, that's they, where the They made my mom yeah. before he was clocked. <laughs> well, that's where the butterfly effect, uh, effect, effect <laughs> kind of kicks in. Because mm -hmm. the butterfly effect in chaos theory is the sensitive dependence on initial conditions in which a small change in one state of deterministic nonlinear system can result in large differences in a later state. Mm -hmm. We don't talk about it enough, mm -hmm. but like us existing even in this moment was millions of factors against us yeah. had to lead us to who we are today. Aww. So even if one thing changed yeah. with your grandmother, mother like at all like even like meeting like your grandfather yeah. obviously you wouldn't exist because that type of dna that type of meeting the yeah. moment you were conceived well even back to the beginning of time happened. itself like all of your ancestors getting together getting together get, da, 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 exactly. tell you it's crazy yeah like imagine even if like evolution even happened slightly differently yeah it could be like a completely different type of characteristic Creature. of human yeah I'm glad that we're an intelligent species. What if I was like, uh, I'm not. <laughs> what if I was a frog or something? How sad would that be? I mean, I, I've thought about it before. I think it'd be sick to kind of be a frog, you know? Mm hmm. Just hanging around, like, rub it. But, like, to be an animal that's not intelligent, I'm like, well, what would your life be? You know what I want to be? I want to be that giant frog thing from the Loch Ness Monster episode. I think I. It? The long thing? Yeah, remember, Ew. like, in the beginning, it's, like, not, it wasn't a part of the episode, but I originally wanted to do it on him, and you only had, like, a paragraph written about him he everywhere. creepy. I think I remember looking at a picture, then. Yeah. Of the long That's what thing. I would want to be. My case is a frog with a sword. Did you see it yet? No. Oh, yeah, I did. Isn't he He's cute? cute? He has a little sword. See, that could have been you, so, like, it's kind of fun to think this about. This one seems smart. Okay, if I was a smart frog, if I was an, uh, a self-aware frog. A self-aware frog. Then I'd be fine. I feel like I'd be terrified being self-aware. We're self-aware right now. I guess we're pretty scared, but like... Am I self-aware right now? You're self-aware that you are sitting in this room talking to me, unless that's going to make you spiral. See, that's you're a paradox. You're, you're self-aware enough to understand that you exist and you are an intelligent that, that's, being. That's a, that's a type of um, voo. Like the idea of like self-awareness. I feel like I've done a lot of Googling. 
Vu? Do you mean like uh, like deja how vu there's or... deja vu? Okay, there's different versions of deja vu. I've definitely there was one that happened yesterday that I swear happened before, but I remember the last time it happened, I thought the same thing. If that makes any sense, mm-hmm. because while I was working yesterday, I was cleaning this one section of books, and I had this moment that I was like, I swear I felt this way last time that like just the way I turned and, like, saw mm-hmm. something, it was the exact same way I remembered it happening before. Oh. But I remember last time thinking the same thing. So I'm like, is that just an endless loop? Have I told you, like, I, I feel like maybe I've talked about on the podcast before my theory of where deja vu, like, comes from, like, the fun version of it. You might have mentioned it, but I don't recall. Could you repeat it? So my idea of deja vu okay. is that the moment you have that feeling of, like, I've been in this situation before mm-hmm. is that you were. And a time traveler drove, like, himself to that point of time mm-hmm. and that location. And you're just a blip, a minor, like, uh, technicality inside of that. So whenever, like, you feel like you're way back in 2017 for, like, five seconds. Yeah. That's because that person traveled back to a certain time in 2017 when that moment happened to you. So you're a blip to the casualty through, like, Ooh. the time-space continuum. That's trippy. I feel like that's just, like, such a fun one. That's you know? pretty good. All of that like, freaks me out. I feel but like yes. That, yeah, no, exactly. I think it's, just like, such a fun one. But there mm. is a type of deja vu. Like, there's, like, a vu family, if you didn't vu. know. Like, there's, like, a bunch of different... I'm just thinking groups. of French. It's, like, um, all the different... Vu is, like, one of the statements. Or not statements, but, like, used in sentences to create a sentence. It's, like, talez-vous, allez-vous. Yeah, wait. I'm trying to look here. A I'm looking. Okay. You're Where looking. Is... People okay. are revving more. Say, I, I, outside my window. <laughs> yeah. I can't find it right now. I feel like Google is not my friend tonight. Basically, there's a type of voo mm-hmm. where, um, it's like, it's a type of voo where, so, you know, deja vu is when you feel like you've been in a situation yeah there's another type of view boo where you remember you're a human being like existentialism like you know like you'll be walking down the street and just all of a sudden you're like i'm a human i have like flesh and a heartbeat i feel like that happens like during like a disassociative thing Mm -hmm. for me at least and i feel like we have talked about it before because i've talked about how when i go to concerts sometimes it's like i'm out of my body yeah. And then I have to remind myself, I'm a human being, I can breathe, I, I'm here, I'm listening to this, and I, I freak out for a little bit. But that happens, like, in really loud places, like a concert. I remember it happened the first time I saw John Mayer. <laughs> and John Mayer. When I had the jump-in CD, obviously, with me. Yes, yes, in my yes, first, that whole situation. Yes. I feel like I might have told this before. Mm-hmm. But that's the situation mm-hmm. I remember most experiencing that. Because <laughs> I just, like, had this moment. I was like, I'm in a room with, like, a billion people, or yeah. however the heck many fit in that stadium. Have you ever had that happen with, like, repetitive dreams where you feel like the dream is either, like, real or, like, you feel self-aware inside of it? Um, like, or... Not necessarily, like, well, like, I feel real, I guess. But the thing is, like, I feel like I've experienced it before because the recurring yeah. dreams I've had. Like, with Stephanie, mm-hmm. and I mentioned this in, I think, the, like, dream episode we did yeah. about sleep paralysis and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But just the idea of, like... Having a recurring dream, and then my sister, my twin sister, having the same recurring dream. Wild. It tripped us out because we were in the same house, experiencing the same things, and, like, Mm. we described everything exactly the same. And we were both in each other's dreams. 
Exactly. So, like, the idea of that recurring, it's like, what was that trying to tell us? What was it, like, trying to say? And eventually, then when we talked about it, it went away for both of us. We haven't had it since. Wow. So you kind of just, like, had that connection. That's so interesting. We needed to have that moment. But, like, what if we wouldn't know? Because that's where deja vu sometimes comes from, too, is, like, sometimes people think they, like, dream of it before. Yeah. Like... Oh my gosh. Like, I, I feel like I'm just gonna, like, start digging myself in the hole, but, like, yeah. what if, like, those random people you meet in, like, your dreams that you've never seen before mm-hmm. was you in a different timeline? That's your trippy. Well, I don't like that. Well, because I guess it would make sense if you met them in a different timeline, because I've heard that you can only dream of people you've actually seen in real life. Yeah. But if you've seen them in an alternate dimension or, like, alternate mm-hmm. uh, timeline, then it would make sense that you have seen this person you don't even recognize. Exactly. But if you're, like, swearing up and down, you've never seen them before, maybe you have. It's yeah. It's just not your timeline. That's Ooh. creepy. But, yeah, no, it's. I think it's just, like, so... It's a hole, for sure. A fun hole. Yeah. So, would you like to get into some different paradoxes? I have ten okay. here. We have Ooh, I would love that. Heck, okay. yeah. So the first one I have here is Achilles and the tortoise. Mm. Uh, The paradox of Achilles and the tortoise is one of a number of theoretical discussions of movement put forward by the Greek philosopher Zeno of Eli. Ooh, I feel like I said that. You said that pretty, though. I don't know if it was right, but it sounded pretty. In the 5th century BC, it begins with the great hero Achilles uh, challenging a tortoise to a foot race. To keep things fair, he agrees to give the tortoise a head start of, say, 500 meters, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. I don't know Me. metrics. <laughs> 500 meters, I don't know. I don't know what that is. I'm not a, I don't do track. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look it up while you're telling the story. I'm just curious what 500 meters is. <laughs> so when the race begins, Achilles unsurprisingly starts running at a speed much faster than the tortoise, so that by the time he has reached the 500 meter mark, let me check, it is. Well, what is it to miles? Thank you. It said to yards. I was like, that doesn't help me. Is, oh, it's like barely a mile. 0.3 of a mile. 0.3? Oh, it's like not... Not even like half a mile. Bit, I can, it's like a quarter. It's like me walking to Starbucks. Like 30%, yeah. <sighs> they oh. can do it. They're fine. My gosh. Easy. Making it seem crazy uh, or some. So the tortoise has only walked 50 meters further than him. Mm-hmm. But by the time Achilles has reached the 550 meter mark, the tortoise has walked another five meters, and by the time he has reached the 555-meter mark, the tortoise has walked another 0.5 meters, then 0.25 meters, then 0.12 meters, and so on and so on. Mm. This process continues again and again over an infinite series of smaller and smaller distances, with the tortoise always moving forwards while Achilles is always playing to catch up. So, logically, this seems to prove that Achilles can never overtake the tortoise. Whenever he reaches somewhere the tortoise has been, he will always have some distance still left to go, no matter how small it might be. Except, of course, we know intuitively that he can overtake the tortoise. The trick here is not to think of Zeno's Achilles paradox in terms of distances and races, but rather as an example of how any... Um, finite value can always be divided in an infinite number of times, no matter how small its divisions might become. Wow. So, like, it, yeah, it's, like, basically in the sense, like, oh, yeah, the, the, the you know, Achilles is going to beat the tortoise at mm-hmm. some point, 
but the tortoise is still winning in the sense that it was already to a place before Achilles. Like, it was already beating Achilles because Achilles kept, like, waiting and then catching back up to the tortoise. Yeah, like, no matter what, like, it'll still have a meter advantage on it. Yeah. Which is wild. Like, Achilles, just run. Just exactly. run, you dummy. Just just run somewhere. 0.3 miles? Come exactly. on. Honestly, though, like, I think it's so funny tortoises are used for this kind of stuff because turtles are fast. If Have they're you big, seen a turtle run? If they're big, yeah. Yeah. Unless Even, like, it's, like, ones, unless like, it's really old. Like, it's going to still go pretty fast. That's what I'm saying. They, like, they go they're so big. Quick. I mean, if a turtle was chasing me, like a snapping turtle or something, done. Already mm. out of it. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. um... Oh, this one's pretty good. So this is the bootstrap paradox. So the bootstrap paradox is a paradox of time travel that questions how something that is taken from the future and placed in the past could ever come to being in the first place. Ooh, I like this. It's a common trope used by science fiction writers and has inspired plot lines and everything from Doctor Who to the Bill and Ted movies. Isn't this in Back to the Future, technically? Because he doesn't... Mm -hmm. He's ceases to exist eventually yeah in the picture yeah this is used as like a big example of like um say like before you and i became a podcast or something if someone if like us in a different form came up to us like 65 year old us came up it's like (laughs) hey you guys should start a podcast or something like us as little kids or us like freshman year kids or something yeah or even like hey you guys should like go to like uh your college Mm-hmm. Like, maybe you should go there. Like, maybe there's a guidance counselor. That kind of stuff is like. Wow. Yeah. You. That's creepy. Stuff. What if our guidance counselor did tell us to go to Point Park? So we would meet and eventually do a podcast together. They had an ulterior motive. Can you imagine? They use all that time travel power just, just to get our podcast online. Yeah. They said now it's on, worth it. Now on all streaming platforms. Now on all streaming platforms. You're welcome. Um, Thanks, future us. Yeah, so imagine that a time traveler buys a copy of Hamlet from a bookstore and then travels back in time to Elizabethan London and hands the book to Shakespeare, who then copies it out and claims it as his own work. Over Mm -hmm. the centuries that follow, Hamlet is reprinted and reproduced countless times until finally a copy of it ends up back in the same original bookstore where the time traveler finds it, buys it, and takes it back to Shakespeare, who then wrote Hamlet. Weird. That's weird. So it's like, how how could he have written Hamlet if Hamlet didn't exist, but the Hamlet got on the bookshelf, so he went back in time to give Shakespeare Hamlet before he wrote Hamlet. That is so trippy. That's like, there's essentially a Beatles thing that's like this. It's the exact same concept. Really? What is it? Of like... I don't, like, someone taking, like, Beatles songs and create, like, someone going back and acting like they wrote the Beatles songs. I feel like it was a whole movie or something. Pretending they were the oh, creator. yesterday. Yesterday. Where, like, the Beatles didn't exist. Yeah, and, and then he, like, someone else made, I don't know much of the plot. I yeah. know, like, a vague idea. No, I know that movie. Yeah, it was, yeah, it's called Yesterday. Yesterday. I think that came out the same, this is, like, a way throwback, but this goes yeah. back to when we did the Parallel Dimensions episode and you Ooh. showed me. The Beatles music. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the alternate universe. That creepy. Was wild. I feel like I still have those on my hard drive because I was like, these are so creepy. 
That's why we have a hard time recording episodes because you still got the Beatles songs no. from like three years ago. It's on my hard drive, not my laptop. Also, I have a different laptop now. <laughs> You're like, first of all. First of all, I have a new hard drive that <laughs> is not even that hard drive. But yeah, I feel like the bootstrap paradox is the one that's used the most in film and media and oh, stuff. Just yeah. the idea of like, oh, my parents met because I went back in time and did this. But then it's like but you didn't exist yet, how could you have gone back in time to see them? Yeah. So there has to be another, like, cause and effect mm-hmm. that got your parents to meet and conceive you. Yeah. Why? You have to watch that Mark Ruffalo movie, I'm telling you. Really? Because it's Ryan Reynolds going back to his younger self. Okay. I'm not going to say will. anything else other than that because I don't want to spoil anything. Isn't it like the Adam Project like that or something? It is the Adam Project. Oh my god, I couldn't think of the name oh. of it. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it's called. That's the movie you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, I'm whole like time. the one with Ryan the... Reynolds and Mark Ruffalo. It was the Adam Project. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll... it's on Netflix. I can watch it for I free. I watched it one day because I was like, Uh-oh. "Oh, it's Mark Ruffalo," and I was like, "Wait, this is actually really good." I knew nothing about it. I just saw Mark Ruffalo. You said, "Wait a second, I want to." <laughs> My hero. I didn't know Mark Ruffalo was in that. Yeah. The kid, the kid in that movie is playing uh, Percy Jackson. I saw. I saw. He's gonna be so good. Yeah, he he's gonna be really good. Yeah, so I'm it's excited. Awesome. It's gonna be so cute. But all right, watch so the Adam Project. Not sponsored, but it could be. We could be sponsored by Netflix if they would like to pick us up. Honestly, Come us on. with our own Netflix series. Chaos. That's the moment. More That's than Mystery Files. <laughs> Not the British one. Yes. <laughs> so the third paradox we're gonna talk about is the boy or girl paradox. Oh. Imagine that a family has two children, mm-hmm. one of whom we know to be a boy. Uh. That we assume to be a boy? We assume, yeah. <laughs> Let's say that identifies as a boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, what then is the probability that the other child is a boy? The obvious answer to say that the probability is uh, one half. After all, the other child can only either be, oh boy, a boy or a girl. Or they can be non-binary. Or, or they, they can, can be whoever they want to be. They can be who they choose to be. How about that? Okay, how about that? Maybe this paradox, it doesn't exist because... Gender is a construct. It's all a paradox. Hello. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but the chances of a baby being born a boy or a girl are essentially equal. In a two-child family, however, they are actually four possible combinations of children. Two mm-hmm. boys, MM, two girls, FF, an older boy and younger girl, MF, an older girl and younger boy, FM. We already know that one of the children is a boy, meaning we can eliminate the combination of FF, but that leaves us with three equal possible combinations of children in which at least one is a boy, namely MM, MF, and FM. This means that the probability of the other child is a boy, MM, must be one-third and not one-half. Have you done that one in math class? I have. I was just thinking back. I think we actually talked about this in my seventh grade science class for some reason. Because really? we were talking about, like, genetics and, like, mm-hmm. I think it was seventh grade. But I, like, remember this yeah. very vividly. It's like a genetics thing. Yeah. Too. Yeah, which is, like, a fun, like, probability. Yeah. I'm, like, kind of confused how it's, like, paradoxical, though. I think I'm just, like, trying to wrap my head around where is the paradox in that. Is that because, like, there's different outcomes that can come from it? Like... Because you can also do that with, like, flipping a coin. Maybe that's the paradox. It's because there's so many more possibilities. I don't know. Because I feel like I've heard of the endless possibility thing. Well, usually a paradox is, like, two sequences of truth. Yeah. Each each version is right. 
Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe that's where the paradox comes in, is that there's, mo- there's more than one right answer. Well, it's also, like, I don't even know if they were thinking about this, because if, considering they were just saying male and female, <laughs> there would technically be more options if you were to come in and say, well, there are also non-binary people. There's da, 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 there's more oh than two genders. Can you imagine if you put all, all of, like, the genders, like, we make a yeah. list of all the genders, and then we have to, like... Yeah, because that would then create more than two possibilities, or whatever yeah. the... But I'm like, I feel like they wow. weren't saying that, because considering they were like, there are only two options. <laughs> the boy so. or girl paradox, do better. Do better. Be better. Do better. Be so, better. The paradox is that they're wrong. <gasps> That's the paradox you and I will invent. We'll, like, redo this one. Yeah. We'll revise it. Fixed it. Or we'll make a new one, because this one sucks. <laughs> sucks. <laughs> Let's find them. All right. Let's see. Yeah. All right. All right, we talked about that one, so I'm not going to go through it. It was just the liar paradox again. Liar. Liar, liar. Pants on fire. Pants, your pants your are pants on fire. Your pants are gone. That statement is false. Ooh, I actually watched a video on this one today. Sorry, I got excited. Ooh, no, you good. This one is the crocodile paradox. Ooh. Crocodile rock paradox. Crocodile rock. A little Elton John. A little Elton John. A little Romeo and Juliet. Stop. It's a light. If you will. I watched the movie once and it's really impacted me. Let's watch Sherlock Gnomes after this. Sherlock Gnomes? Oh, it's the second one? That's the second one. <gasps> I haven't Let's seen that one. one. I haven't seen it. We'll do it. We need to be cultured in the ways. <laughs> You're like, no, we won't do it. You'll go home. <laughs> You'll leave and never come back. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so a crocodile snatches a young boy from a riverbank. Wait, this is just like Is this Disney World? <laughs> is that where that was? This is like that one story. When the one I talked about in the car when we were on the way to dropping you off. What? Wait, what? Where? What do you so, mean? Uh, as soon as I say the story you'll remember, but yeah. sorry, I I want to tell the story real quick. Um when I was eight <laughs> We went to Florida with my family, mm, and we went to one of, like, the crocodiles, <laughs> and one of the, like, park ranger, like, police officers came up to us and asked us, like, if we were lost, because we were on, like, the side of the road in, like, a literal, like, crocodile swamp. Oh, God. And I was like, and as soon as the window rolled down, I was like, this will be so funny. And I went, help, they're trying to feed me to the crocodiles because I was fat earlier. Please stop. Oh. And then the park ranger contained my dad. You are so lucky like your parents hour. didn't get arrested permanently. They were fine. They knew I was lying. They knew, right? How could you question? <laughs> I had good acting skills even before I did theater. It's like fine. Well, as a child. But anyway, this basically is about me if that alligator would have snatched me up. See, butterfly effect. Butter- wow. Butterfly really yeah. affected you. Also, the, we didn't get to talk about this, but, like, with the butterfly effect, too, like, um, when you, like, when there is a certain outcome, mm-hmm. uh, it goes into, like, the Mandela effect, the idea of, like, parallel dimensions. Ooh. So, I like, know. there's probably a parallel dimension out there where, like, I was actually snatched by a crocodile. I wonder what that would be. Would you still be living in there? You create a little den inside its oh, stomach. Kind of like in Pinocchio, like in the yeah, whale. Yeah, in oh. the whale. Or Jonah in the whale. The Pinocchio first rendition. The what? Pinocchio? Pinocchio in the whale. I don't know. I always fall asleep and wake up at that part, and I'm like, why is he in the whale? You know? <laughs> but um, imagine you're living inside the crocodile. You have a whole apartment. Well, I'm about to right here. Okay. <laughs> so it's a crocodile snatches a young boy from a riverbank. 
His mother pleads with a crocodile to return him. Can you imagine just like talking to a crocodile? Like, yeah, please. please let my son go. Like he can speak English. Uh, to which the crocodile replies that he will only return the boy safely if the mother can guess correctly whether or not he will indeed return the boy. Dang, I guess oh. they can't. I guess I guess the crocodile can't speak English in this scenario. All right. I would say the crocodile should say no. I mean, the mom should say no to the crocodile, so then the crocodile gives him back to the mom. Well, funny enough, <gasps> there is no problem if the mother guesses that the crocodile will return him. If she is right, he is returned. Mm-hmm. If she is wrong, the crocodile keeps him. But if she answers that the crocodile will not return him, however, we end up with a paradox. Ooh. If she is right, and the crocodile never intended to return her child, then the crocodile has to return him. But in doing so, breaks his word and contradicts the mother's answer. On the other hand, if she is wrong and the crocodile actually did intend to return the boy, the crocodile must then keep him, even though he intended not to, thereby also breaking his word. Oh. <laughs> so that boy's dead is what I'm hearing. Basically, no matter what, yeah, there's like this, um, the, like, basically, this crocodile's having ex- an existential crisis. Me too, honestly. <laughs> I'm just like a crocodile, for real. For real? <laughs> You're actually, don't you remember when you were little, you actually got eaten by the crocodile, and then you were turned into a crocodile. And now you're a crocodile. Is that where these scales came from? Is that how reptilians are born? They might be. In a, in a parallel dimension, probably. In I a parallel? It. I love it. Um, but the crocodile paradox is an ancient and enduring logic problem that in the Middle Ages, the word uh, crocodilet uh, came to be used to refer to any uh, similar brain-twisting dilemma where you admit something that is later used against you. While crocodility, that's such a fun word, <laughs> is an equally ancient word for captious or fallacious reasoning. Mm. Oh, wait, no, fallacious? Fallacious? Fallacious. Just like false, false reasoning. Yeah, fallacious. I don't know. That's such a fun word to say, crocodility. Crocodility. That'd be a good song lyric. Yeah. We got the crocodility. I got the crocodility. Crocodility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crocodility. It's not an impossibility to have a little bit of crocodility. It's just a paradox. Yep, thank you. <laughs> that was good. That was actually amazing. Wow, thank you. All right, so the next paradox we have here is, how do I say this word? I think I'm just going to Google it. I've done a lot of Googling this episode, but I think it's okay, you know? That's fine. That's the fun part. Okay, that's the word, right? Okay. Dichotomy. Wait. Dichotomy. 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 Okay, wait. Dichotomy. So this is the dichotomy paradox. Wow. Alright, so imagine that you're about to set off walking down a street. To reach the other end, you'd first have to walk halfway there. And to walk halfway there, you'd first have to walk a quarter of the way there. Oh my. And to walk a quarter of the way there, you'd first have to walk an eighth of the way and before that a 16th of the way there and then a 30 seconds of the way there a 64th their way there and so on and so on this is why i hate math why does it have to keep doing that 136th 139th honestly i feel like i'm this paradox though like i'll be on a walk and i'll literally Mm -hmm. be like i'm only only halfway right now i'm only halfway i'm only uh one third of the way there like when i take the bus to come here i'll like Mm -hmm. get to downtown and i'm like Dang, I still have like another fifteen minutes to go. Yeah, like I still got more. There's still, 
But then it's like it's too late to turn back. Like, that's I'm how I've always been. Like now. at work, like when, wherever I work, that's always been a thing. Really? I'm like, oh, I'm only a third way down. I'm only two sixths the way from finishing mm-hmm. my shift. Or like when I was in school, I'd be like, okay, <laughs> there's like 30 minutes left. There's 23 minutes left. Yeah, exactly. Like. I feel like we do that a lot is like do like 20 to 30 minute inklings. Yeah, like especially when I want something to be over. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, count yeah. it down. But this is actually um, a very true thing. So ultimately, in order to perform even the simplest of tasks like walking down a street, mm-hmm. you have to perform a infinite number of smaller tasks. Something oh. that um, by definition is utterly impossible. Not only that, but no matter how small the first part of the journey is said to be, it can always be halved to create another task. The only way in which it cannot be halved would be considered the first part of the journey to be of absolute no distance whatsoever, and in order to complete that task of moving no distance whatsoever, you can't even start your journey in the first place. <laughs> oh. so, so that was a lot. But basically, what it's trying to say, I think, mm-hmm. is that no matter what we do, there's an infinite number of tasks that go into it. Like, yeah. even us just recording this podcast episode, mm-hmm. um, you had to go through an infinite number of tasks to get to this point. Yeah. And so did I. Wow. And we don't even realize it because in our brains, the goal is, we're just going to do the podcast episode tonight. Yeah. You know, you set up the studio, like we were having some technical issues and we were getting those set up, mm-hmm. like all those things are just to record this episode. Yeah. We're not realizing we're doing an infinite number of small tasks. To get to one yeah. thing. Yeah. So in reality, wow. if, like, a person asks you, hey, like, what did you do tonight? Like, oh, like, I just recorded an episode of the summer tapes or something. Yeah. That's like, not it's, all it's not did. simply just that. Yeah. Because even, like, oh, what'd you do? Like, I released an episode of the podcast. That then includes the entire, like, mm-hmm. research, writing, the editing, editing, like the release, the hosting, everything, marketing, all of it. Yeah, it's not simply oh, it's just this. Yeah, no, exactly. I think that's so interesting because I've always, I've actually thought about that paradox before, but never really like fully figured it out. I guess if that makes sense, like because I, like I said earlier, like whenever I was coming here, I was like, oh yeah, I have to do this, 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 and that. Like before I get here, like I went to the store before I came here too. I was like, I have mm-hmm. to go to the store before I get there. That's a pit stop. Way. yeah that's just like so interesting to me yeah and then today i'm like i need to i'm gonna have to clean the entire apartment i'm going to rearrange this room before <laughs> logan gets here i'm gonna da, da, da. like i rearranged the entire bedroom exactly earlier because i was like well it has to be somewhat presentable <laughs> it's beautiful <laughs> thank you all right so on to the next paradox we got the fletcher paradox fletcher fletcher Yeehaw. all right imagine a fletcher otherwise known as an arrow maker has fired one of his arrows into the air. For the arrow to be considered to be moving, it has to be continually repositioning itself from the place where it is now to any place where it currently isn't. I love stuff like this. Repeat? So, for the arrow to be considered to be moving, Mm -hmm. it has to be continually repositioning itself from the place where it is now to any place where it currently isn't. Because moving is like, yeah, constantly changing the space and environment you're in. So in order for the arrow to be moving, but if it has to be in a place that it's not and be in a place that it is. But what if it's a steady movement? I guess it doesn't count. Well, even like the steady movement is kind of like, you know. I feel like I also thought of like, 
this is so dumb, but like stop motion technically isn't motion at all. Like that's just me thinking. Yeah. <laughs> but because not, it's not continuous. Not to crack your brain anymore, but that's yeah. just them explaining movement. That's not even the Oh God. Okay. <laughs> so the Fletcher's paradox, however, states that throughout its trajectory the arrow is actually not moving at all. <laughs> <laughs> is this like the whole thing like when you're underwater you're not wet uh, yeah i feel oh. like this is like a i feel like paradoxes are just meant to gaslight you like that's yeah. all they're here for i feel gaslit for you. sure i feel personally victimized I, for, to be honest you're saying it's not moving when it's moving yeah. <laughs> um at any given instant of no real duration in other words a snapshot in time during its flight, the arrow cannot move to somewhere it isn't because there isn't time for it to do so. And it can't move to where it is now because it's already there. <laughs> so for that instant in time, the arrow must be stationary. But because all time is comprised entirely of instances, mm -hmm. in every one which the arrow must also be stationary, then the arrow must in fact be stationary the entire time. Except, of course, it well, isn't. it's not. Because it's moving. Oh. <laughs> that one got me. That'll do that's, it. That's the one to break you. What? <laughs> Why? It's just like this episode. Like, listening to this episode is, 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 is not moving. It's just an instant in time. So we're stationary right now. Do we even exist? Do, are you even real over there? Are you even real? Are any of the people listening to us even real? Are we are all just figments of each other's imaginations? Who are you people? Who are you people? <laughs> Alright, only a few more to go. Ooh, party. You're just like crying. You're like, please. My brain. Like this episode feels like an endless loop. It it's kind of, loop. honestly. It honestly kind of was a loop. It, after that technical error we had a little yeah. bit ago, I feel like it kind of is. It kind of is a loop. For those of you who don't know, I just want to spoil it a little bit. Yeah, there was okay. a little chunk there in the middle that we had to all re-record the entire thing. So it's like we relived it. Yeah. It was our Groundhog Day. So that's our paradox. Stop. Do they even, do they Logan, even like, you, you hear the Groundhog Day I don't thing? know. We were talking about Groundhog Day. It probably got... I don't think we got that in But here. I no, think you, you manifested that, Logan. <laughs> you said, I wish the Mystery Files could be a paradox. Oh my god, and it is. Thank you, Logan. You Whoa. did that. Logan made this uh, whole thing. Tiffany, I'm getting so existentialist right now. Like, I'm I'm freaking out. Just we had to relive bit. an entire chunk of our podcast because it just stopped recording. Yeah. So we re-recorded it and created a paradox. For ourselves, wow. at least. And there it is. That's the Mystery Files paradox that we wanted to create. Thanks, Logan. <laughs> Thanks, Logan. You're welcome. Although I think I did have more fun the second round. <laughs> I think I have more energy, so it's good. <laughs> for some reason, yeah, I got, I got more kicked into it. Because it turned the light on. Gave us the energy. All right party let's see here so we can, i think we can do one more with math and one without thank god would you rather have do the math first okay i can leave would, on a high note would you, <laughs> would you rather have the relationship between a set of numbers or um pounds and like volumes uh pounds, pounds? yeah that'll make okay. more sense so this is the potato paradox picked by Tiffany. Okay, okay. All right. Imagine that a farmer has a sack containing 100 pounds of potatoes. Mm -hmm. The potatoes he discovers are comprised of 99% water and 1% solids. So he leaves them in the heat of the sun for a day to let the amount of water in them reduce to 98%. 
But when he returns to them the day after, he finds his 100-pound sack now only weighs 50 pounds. What? How, how can this be true? That doesn't make any sense because a solid would be heavier than a liquid, right? Mm-hmm. Like a bunch of ice cubes are going to... Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, if 99% of 100 pounds of potatoes is water, then the water itself must weigh 99 pounds. The 1% of solids must ultimately weigh just one pound, giving a ratio of solids to liquids of 1 to 99. What if the t potatoes are allowed to dehydrate to 98% water? The solids must now account for 2% of the weight, a ratio of 2 to 98, or 1 to 49. Even though the solids must still only weigh 1 pound, the water ultimately must now weigh 50 49 pounds, giving a total weight of 50 pounds despite just a 1% reduction in water content. Wow. Or must it? I will say that explanation worked very well. I will say it made me understand why a mm. lot. And no offense to any math teacher I've had, I just don't understand math yeah. really well. But it actually made me understand why that makes sense. Yeah. Which right? is a flaw I've had in almost every single math class. That, like, it's just like, here's this thing. And I'm like, but how? Honestly, for any of our listeners who are, are like, getting an education just stop just listen to the just stop just files. listen to mr files learn a couple things i'm learning tapes. i'm 23 and i don't understand yeah. probability and i probably should i feel like i just sounded like a teacher right now i barely know what half that meant i understood it i mean i understand it now that i read it but i was very confident in doing like it. in yep, i know what this like means. in my sort of terms to understand it it was basically because water's heavier and it got rid of half of its water this is like it this is not how this makes sense. This makes sense to me in this way. Yeah. Half of 100 is 50. Yeah. And then uh, 49. 49 because of the, the one, one the 1 pound that was yeah. already the solid, so it just made 50. Yeah. No, exactly, cuz I had to even out. Had to even out. They had to like cut It's basically like if you had a cake and you cut it in half. Yeah. You have that half of the cake. Maybe don't listen to my math skills. But then that cake has to be cut into eighths. And Why are you doing this? And 32s. Oh, Logan, and you're going to send me into an existential then, crisis. 64 plus 64. Uh, 128. Is it really? How'd you do that so fast? Is it actually? Um, yeah, uh, 6 plus 6, 12, um, 4 plus 4, 8, 1, 2, 8, 128. Maybe I should have got homeschooled. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it it I'm, is concerning. I'm a lot more dumb than I lead. Listen, it is very concerning how bad I am at math, though. Like, you give me numbers, I will stare at a wall and not understand. Oh, yeah. You was doing 64 plus 64. That sends me <laughs> in, like, panic. No, literally, um, what was I going to say? When I was in high school, mm -hmm. there was, like, an algebra problem on the board. And I don't remember what it was exactly. I think it was, like, PEMDAS that oh, okay. I had to do. And I found my own way around the answer. <laughs> and, like, what happened was is that the teacher called on me and was like, okay, like, Logan, like, what's the answer? And I got it right. I think it was, like, 16 or something. Mm -hmm. He's like, how'd you do that? And then I gave my whole explanation. <laughs> and then he was like, wow. He was like, that I never heard that before. And he was like, but, Logan, all you had to do is take this and go, doop, doop, like, like yeah, the little the whole, bouncy thing. Yeah. With, like, distribution. Mm -hmm. And he was like, and then you had the answer. And I was like, uh. oh. <laughs> See, the thing is, that's exactly how my math experience went. As soon as I understood something in, like, my own way, mm -hmm. they'd be like, well, you have to do it this way. And they'd reteach me, and then I completely yeah. forgot how it existed Which in the first ridiculous. place. And I'm like, let me do my own method that kind of made sense. Mm -hmm. 
but yeah, my my method was working. Why can't I have this? You said it's actually the Logan method. No such thing as PEMDAS. Yeah. Um. So I didn't get to talk about this actually, but this is with yeah. the potato theory. Um. Oh. Although this is not a true paradox in the strictest sense, the counterintuitive counterintuitiveness of the potato paradox is a famous example of what is known as a veridical veridical yeah veridical paradox mm. in which a basic theory is taken to a logical but apparently absurd conclusion mm. so basically like how do we put logic in absurd situations kind of like us that's literally us doing the mystery files it's literally us it's literally- logic and absurdness honestly we're like we're basically um uh the, what what's the word paradoxical Veridoxical? Veridical? Veridical? Yeah, veridical. I'll say veridical. Yeah. Um, That's kind of how we are every time we do, like, a mythological episode. We're like, how can we put logic into this absurdity? Yeah. Because I'm like, I want to make you believe it's real. Because it's more fun this way. Exactly. So, this is the last paradox we're going to talk about today. Ooh, no math. No math. Ooh, no math. So dreamy. So true. All right, so this is the raven paradox. Did you hear that outside? Wow, that's a weird bird. That's a weird bird. I think it's going to break into your car. Get a grip, <laughs> buddy. Um, so the Raven Paradox, also known as Hempel's Paradox, for the German uh, legit logician, logician, logician. Sure. Is that what is that what you call a logic scientist? A logician? That's so uh, funny. Sure. That's so funny. It is now. That's an. I want to be a logician. The, the world according to Logan the Master. I like this magician. better. Yeah! It's a logician. That's so cool. Magician, more like logician. logician. You learn something new every day. Thanks, An Logan. expert in or student of logic. Wow. I'm a logician. Okay, logician. Okay, logician. I see you over there. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> who proposed this idea in the mid 1940s? The Raven paradox begins with the apparently straightforward and entirely true statement that all ravens are black. This is matched by a logically uh, contrapositive, i.e. a negative and a contradictory statement, that Mm. everything that is not black is not a raven, which, despite Mm. seeming like a fairly unnecessary point to make, is also true, given that we know all ravens are black. Hempel argues that whenever we see a black raven, this provides evidence to support the first statement. But by extension, whenever we see anything that is not black, like an apple, uh, this too must be taken as evidence supporting the second statement. After all, an apple is not black, and nor is it a raven. Mm. <laughs> which, which I know we've like I've said this joke like multiple times during this episode. Yeah. But this paradox is basically the idea of like, well, it's not not that. It's not not that, but yeah. it's not. But it's not not. Yeah. Like a laptop is not a pizza but a pizza is not a laptop it's not not a pizza it's not not a pizza but it's not not a laptop either it's so trippy <laughs> it's like a paradox because like it's technically true but it's like you're using a, something that's outside of the existence of the item and yeah that's where the paradox happens <sighs> it's like okay here's a good example like do you know like cookies like on a computer yes so you could say a laptop, what is it? A laptop is not not a cookie. Yeah, a laptop is not a cookie. Because then it's like a double a thing because it yeah. has cookies in But a the cookie software. is definitely not a laptop. Yeah. Cookies aren't laptops. Cookies but laptops aren't laptops. Are but laptops not. have cookies. Yeah. 
crazy laptops right? aren't not not cookies like like I have friends on the internet, but I, I don't necessarily not have friends in real life. Maybe I don't necessarily. You, what are we? <laughs> what are we? You're, you're a digital version. You're a digitized um, friend. But yeah, so the paradox here is that Hempel has apparently proved that seeing an apple provides us with the evidence, no matter how unrelated it may seem, uh, that ravens are black. It's the equivalent of saying that if you live in New York is evidence that you don't live in L.A. <laughs> or that mm-hmm. saying you are 30 years old is evidence that you are not 29. Just how much information can one statement actually imply anyway? Mm-hmm. <laughs> My brain. You're like, I'm so tired of this. <laughs> Trying to process. Yeah, so that is um, a kind of a quick rundown of a few paradoxes I found very interesting. Wow. What were your favorite? They don't have to even be from this list. It could be from like um, what we're literally talking about. I like the grandfather one, obviously. That one's amazing. Because it stresses me out the most, and I like things that kind of stress me out a little. Yeah. I think and it's then, the most fun because it's the most to do with time travel. Yeah, that one, and then the the arrow one. The arrow one. Because I was really like, cool. why? Yeah. <laughs> why? Like, it's just, it's ruining all forms of movement. Yeah. It's taking away all my preconceived yeah. notions of understanding and going, hey. Yeah, no, exactly. I think that's why I like the grandfather one a lot, too. And I yeah. think um, the the last one I really like, too, because the not-not, like, the oxy kind of moron of that is really yeah. fun. The not-not-not-not. Um, and then, uh, let's see, like, the crocodile paradox also, because I feel like the crocodile paradox I've seen in a lot of, um, what have I seen? Kind of, like, a lot of, like, mythological shows I've watched before. Like, the idea of, like, kind of, like, a riddle. Or, like, Mm -hmm. how are you going to get through this? Yeah. So, yeah. I loved it. Yeah, so, to wrap up, I wanted to drop off this little quote that I found that was a few philosophers talking about the importance of paradoxes, which I found really, really fun. Um, So, it says, um, this is from Philosophical Fragments, and this is, One must not think ill of the paradox. For the paradox is the passion of thought, and the thinker without the paradox is like the lover without passion. A mediocre fella. That is so rude. <laughs> a mediocre fella. You're, e- you're mediocre. Said you love a mediocre. But the ultimate uh, potentation of every passion is always to will its own downfall. And so it is also the ultimate passion of the understanding to the will the collision. Although, in one way or another, the collision must become its downfall. This, then, is the ultimate paradox of thought. To want to discover something that thought itself cannot think. Oh. I I feel like, not to like get all sappy, but I feel like yeah. that's a big thing on the Mystery Files and like with the Summer Tate series. Just like the idea of like to want to discover something that itself cannot think. Just yeah. like, how can we branch out and just like... Mm-hmm. We, we, you and I find a reason. I feel like we make paradoxes or, like, even logistical things every time yeah. we investigate. We're like, mm-hmm. what if this were the What if this? Like, we go into our own rabbit hole. We're thinking exactly. of things that we didn't think, but it's it's a hot mess, and we love oh, it. Oh, exactly. Huh. All right, so I guess the... Hmm, how do, how, how do I phrase this? I guess the theory of paradoxes will always remain... A mystery. Thank you guys so much for watching. This is episode three of the Summer Tapes. Summer Tapes. And we'll be back next week for Tiffany's episode. Ooh.
Yes, it'll be a fun time. Yes, be there, be square. Also, I want to end this podcast by saying we're not not ending the podcast. <laughs> we're not not Because ending we're it. ending it now, but we're not not ending it. You know what I mean? Okay. We'll see you guys later. Okay. We're going to grab some ibuprofen and think about our lives. Existentialism. Bye, Existentialism. folks. Existentialism. Woo! Paradoxes. <laughs>